Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And today we are talking about Burying the X, Joe Dante's Burying the X from 2014, which is a horror rom-com, a horror dude rom-com from... From Joe Dante. He didn't write it. Um, I don't know who this dude is that wrote it, but it definitely is a man, because duh. Um, It was written by some dude who goes by the name of Alan Trezza. Alan Trezza. So I think we can blame him for a lot of what we're going to be complaining about. I mean, also Joe Dante, because like this is the first movie that you made in five years since 2009's The Hole, which isn't a perfect movie, but I think The Hole is actually really interesting and has, you know, it's worth looking at, it's worth evaluating, especially from a classic horror director. Joe Dante directed Gremlins, Gremlins 2, Piranha, The Howling, The Burbs, um, Small Soldiers, Explorers, which you got your, you got your River Phoenix in there with Explorers. Um, he's directed, also directed Looney Tunes back in action. Uh, none of these make me want (laughs) to watch anything that's supposed to remotely be a rom-com that he's behind the helm of, you know? Yeah, it's kind of weird. What he's he's good at does not make sense to be lent to the rom-com genre. And I mean, this is horror rom-com, so, you know, it's not pretending to be, adjacent to when Harry met Sally, but I don't know what the fuck it's supposed to be adjacent to. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was interesting. When I tweeted, I'm going to be doing Burying the Ex, somebody said, oh, yeah. Um, it. Uh, I remember thinking about that movie when I was watching Life After Beth, and I was just like, oh, Life After Beth, which I am going to assume. I have not seen it. Um, I decided not to watch it before we recorded, just in case I mix the two of them up, because it does include, like, a zombie woman. Of course, this zombie woman is played by Aubrey Plaza, so I'm assuming she's more <laughs> pleasurable <laughs> on screen than Ashley Green. Ashley Green, who is most known for the Twilight movies. She plays Alice in the Twilight movies. That's what Ashley Green is known for. That's really, honestly, probably her best work. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I'm looking because I, you know, it's not all her fault, but also, it's like Ashley Green isn't good in her role, but also it's a bad role, and it's, it's hard to know whose full it's fault. So it is. annoying! It's such an annoying role, and it's supposed to be annoying, but it's like you can have villains and annoying characters and still like somehow enjoy watching them. Uh, I definitely think this was like a combination of a really annoying, thinly written role. And then like her leaning into the wrong aspects of it. I, I honestly, I have no idea if there's any way she could make this role not annoying. Cause I felt like, I felt like some of the other actors tried to make their roles work and it was still a horrible movie. So yeah, yeah. I mean, because it, it's starring. Let's. I mean, let's get this out of get get this out of the way. It is starring the late Anton Yelchin, who died last summer um, in a freak car accident. I love Anton Yelchin. I've always loved him. Um, I've loved him in Charlie Bartlett. I loved him in the Star Trek reboot. He's he just he's, I mean he's a, he's a wonder he was a wonderful performer and as far as we know a great dude who never did anything to anyone yeah like and he looks like a puppy yes I loved Charlie Bartlett also um and he's like he's a good actor uh, yes and and also in the movie is um uh Alexandra Daddario who. I am not familiar with, um, but she was in. Um, she, she was in, she was in a, San Andreas. Uh, she was in the Percy Jackson um, film series, you know, that, which didn't really, which didn't really jump off, which actually surprised me because I don't think that the Percy Jackson movies are that bad. And I actually asked my little sister, "What are what are some of your favorite movies?" And she said, "I love the Percy Jackson movies." And I mean, she's ten, so I mean, they're for her, <laughs> and she likes them a lot. 
And uh, oh, she was in True Detective. Yes, she was in True Detective. Okay. I remember her in True Detective. I think she's the young girl that Woody Harrelson fucks that everybody and everybody had an issue with that. I think that that was her. <gasps> Oh my God, she was in that movie, The Babysitters. Did you ever see yes, that? I've yes, I've seen The Babysitters. Yes. Ooh, oh my God. That movie was so intense. And it is. I don't, I have a lot of weird, conflicting feelings she's about in it. A, but yeah. She, she's, uh, she's in this new movie called The Layover that's definitely going to end up on this podcast because I watched the trailer. Have you seen the trailer for The Layover? No, I haven't. The but. Layover <laughs> is about these two women who have a layover and they spend the, in, the they're best friends they spend the entire time fighting over a man and like the taglines to it are like dicks before chicks and it's just basically this movie about how your friendship isn't important what's important is sabotaging each other because they both want to fuck a guy and um what's her name alexandria is that her name Al- alexandra, alexandra yeah Alexandra plays the one who's like doesn't always get the guy and the uh, and then there's like a blonde one played by Kate Upton and you know Kate Upton plays a Kate Upton character I'm the blonde one I'm the hot one I get what I want and I guess the the conflict is that Alexandra's like you know you get everything that you want can I get this one thing this one time and it is directed by William H Macy <laughs> I hate it. So we get to add more Oscar-winning so gorgeous. It's just like annoying. It's like it's annoying. I mean, it's annoying again that it's like. I mean, you know, it's just the Hollywood thing where it's like two gorgeous women. It's like, but one of them is somehow shunned. I'm like, Alexandra would not be shunned. Okay, like she's pale. Like, uh, congrats. Also, like, I love. I I hope that like the more that we do this, we get more and more Oscar-winning or Oscar-nominated actors just directing bad rom-coms for no reason yeah this seems to be like a moment in people's career like that is something that i'm noticing also alexandra was in baywatch which very famously flopped this summer oh yeah uh not gonna lie i still want to see that (laughs) Um, um but uh to the plot of this movie uh burying the ex is about a yellow-bellied coward who dates a woman and kind of just like lets her like control his life or whatever and he is too much of a chicken shit to stand up for himself and to speak up for himself and then he becomes too much of a chicken shit to actually break up with her so right when he's about to break up with her she gets hit by a car but before that they make they say that they're going to be together forever and there's a Satan genie. (laughs) It's a very, it's a very Joe Dante thing. Something he works at like a Halloween shop and something called the Satan genie just fucking appears because it's a Joe Dante movie. Um, And the Satan genie just happens to be hanging around and it says like, if you like, it'll grant your wish, but like with the consequence. So the Satan genie is around and he says that he's going to be with her forever which he only really says because her mom is dead and she's emotionally wounded and he wants to comfort her, but he doesn't actually mean it. <laughs> which is so like, much of this movie ugh. is predicated on him being a fucking coward. Oh and yeah. Lying. Like Antonin is just, yeah, he's like coward. <laughs> and you know, it's like at first, you know, it's like you, you empathize with him because Ashley green is truly like unbearable. Oh, but, we're, we're, but gonna, also we're gonna it, get into we'll the, get into like we're gonna get into her all being the issues with that. But um, like, like yeah, he's basically a pussy. Yeah, like, he's a huge. Like, he's a he's. I don't he's normally. A huge. Yeah, he just is, and he is not a, in the awesome like. I can like create a human way like in in just like the. Just he's, he's just not he's doing a very like Michael Sarah kind of role, yes. except that like Michael Sarah knows how to make this character charming. And it is not this is not an Anton Yelchin's wheelhouse. It's just not um, he doesn't know how to be a passive dick. Michael Sarah's great at that. Yeah. <laughs> Michael yeah. Sarah's great Michael at like Sarah being, is a, great being at that, a dick. Where you're like and you then, hate and, him, but you still love yeah, him. But, he's great at that. Yeah. But An- Anton just can't do it. But it, yeah. So. Uh, she dies, but because of the Satan genie wish, she is able to <laughs> crawl out of her grave and come back to her man because she wants to be with him forever. 
Um, but he wants to be with Alexandra. And here, let's get into these two women. So the issue with Ashley Green's character, who I believe's name is Evelyn, the issue with Evelyn is that she is a vegan blogger who cares a lot about the environment and he and he isn't like it's weird she's really really obnoxious but a lot of her obnoxiousness is predicated on the fact that they don't really have anything in common and it would probably just make more sense like i have trouble calling her a bitch because it's just like she's just She's obviously they're just different. They're than just different. They're just very different people, and they have very different priorities. He is a he is a horror dude, a nerd boy who like is very very serious about his posters and old horror movies and Count Chocula and Booberry and Fruit Brutes, Fruit Brute, which becomes a whole fucking thing. Um, oh, it's he, such a guy movie. He's so he's the way. Anyways, yeah. he's yeah. He's just. He he works at some lady's um, Halloween shop, but he wants to run his own Halloween shop for really weird, for like really like non-specific reasons. Like he acts like his Halloween shop that 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 working for someone else's Halloween shop is the worst fucking thing ever. But at the end, his Halloween shop it, in the end, he does get his own Halloween shop. It doesn't look that different. It's just that he's in charge. Like it just Which really just seems like he actually doesn't want more to- stressful. You don't actually make more money because you like because the reality of opening a business is it'll probably fail or you'll like get in debt. He works at a place called Bloody you know, Marys, like, and it just seems like he just doesn't want to work manager for there. Mary. Yeah. Like, and we don't even see Mary. So we don't even know if there's anything wrong with Mary. Mary could be the nicest fucking lady ever. She's never on the screen. So it's just, it's fucking weird. Yeah, it is weird because normally if there's a conflict in a movie with like a job, you witness like a really micromanaging boss or like specific underpayment or whatnot. So it's just like, it's just, I mean, Anton's character feels like an angsty high school boy. Like that's how he feels. Like he's like, yeah, like I'm alt. Like and and like there's nothing against like what makes him charming is the fact that he has an identity, you know? He's into horror movies. He wants to have his Halloween shop. It makes him have an identity because his personality is kind of boring on its own. So yeah, he's a that very makes him more interesting. Yeah. But the way he cares about it feels really boring (laughs) like i don't know it feels very high school and 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 alexandra also does like she's like the female version you know like alexandra is the kind of girl who was really popular in the mid-2000s yes like this is 2014 she is she's pale she wears like very dark eyeliner she's like raven haired she like dresses cool she likes to hang out in graveyards <laughs> she makes her own ice cream and runs her own ice cream shop like inexplicably considering how fucking young she is like how she how she do that like, I mean she can't get a lot of business she makes homemade specialized ice cream and she and she's an independent businesswoman i mean i'm not saying that that's impossible but also what's that story like what is she yeah. like 25 yeah <laughs> like this felt also like at a, being from i'm from the northwest from seattle this felt like such a portland or like seattle like fanboy kind of narrative i was just like oh man this this feels like watching this feels like watching the script of someone I went to art school with in Seattle, like coming to life, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> and not in a good way. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so, be, okay. So the whole Alexandra thing. So this is one of the many parts of this movie that is, you know, demands a suspension of disbelief is before, um, before the zombie girlfriend dies and comes back to life and becomes a zombie girlfriend. Um, before Ashley Green dies, Anton and Ashley go to the ice cream shop and... In one of the worst scenes I've ever seen. A horrible, a horribly unbelievable scene. Like, you could give off the same vibe in so many other better ways. But anyways, it appears in the scene, if I interpreted it correctly, that, like, Anton and Alexandra haven't really, like... They, they haven't actually really met 
this is their first time meeting. And she makes a joke about like one of the ice cream flavors because it's a reference that he knows. All of her ice creams are basically like horror movie references. Yeah. And so he, him and her have this moment talking about a monster and then Ashley Green gets jealous the moment between Anton and Alexandra is like, it's like mildly flirty, but only in that way that like when you go out in the world and you like joke with anybody who's yeah, not your partner, I mean, like it's not, they're not like, they're not eye fucking like there, there's a little vibe, but like if Ashley Green was like a human adult woman, she would be fine. You see, the problem is, is that like what it seems like and what the movie seems to not really be sensitive to is that Ashley Green's character, Evelyn, Evelyn really, really seems like she is not over the death of her mother and she does not seem to have any friends or anyone to be close to. And she sees the, the idea that her boyfriend would bond with anyone except her as very threatening because I think she knows on some level that their relationship isn't really built on anything. And I think that that's a lot of what the fear that she's working with too and if this was a smarter movie we would discuss that and lean into that and i actually thought like after she died and came back as a zombie that she would maybe talk about her feelings because that would be a smart thing to do and it was clear that she couldn't do that in life the problem is that like after she dies and comes back what's really grating is that she it does not give her any introspections. She still wants him. And there is no reason for her to want him anymore, especially after she dies. There's no reason for her. And I mean, it's also his fault because he doesn't give her he doesn't give her the honesty that she deserves. But also like. It's so obvious that she's dealing with grief here. Oh, yeah. Like, she's in withdrawal. Like, she's still having emotional withdrawals from her mom. Yeah, and so she's sublimated all of those feelings and put them on Anton. And, like, obviously that's unhealthy, you know, and it manifests unhealthily. But... But, yeah, and, and I think... It's weird. It's, it's weird that the writer gave her this, like, legitimate emotional trauma, but then made it, like, still... Made her still really sexist and like really shit sexist. And I think and I I think what the issue is is that like and uh you know this is a bad movie so we're just gonna we're gonna we're just gonna constantly be psychoanalyzing. This movie makes me. This movie seems to be written by a guy who goes on OK Cupid. And in his profile, he says that he doesn't want drama. And what he means by not wanting drama is that. He does not want to provide any emotional support to any woman that he might be romantically interested in. That, like, when guys say that, that's what they mean. And you can argue with me all you want, but that's what you mean. And it's also super fucking obvious that that's what you mean. Um, and so he, his way of making Ashley Green unappealing, being vegan, caring about the environment, being a professional blogger, um, but also giving her a tragic backstory. It, the, because she has a tragic backstory, that is also supposed to be something that's unappealing about her. I don't think that we're supposed to sympathize with her. And it's like, oh, she's damaged. And right. it's like the worst thing a woman could be is like have trauma and also values. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Like one of the first lines that's used to berate her before she even enters the screen is Anton's asshole friend. His, 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 his brother. That's his half-brother. Oh, oh, it's brother, right. Okay. Oliver Cooper, uh, who plays like his asshole half-brother. Oliver who Cooper from California is always like fucking really hot women, even though he's obnoxious. Oh, we're, we're, we'll but get whatever. into him in we'll a second. We'll get into that. Um, he, uh, he's like, oh, Anton says something about how like he's not allowed to eat eggs anymore because Ashley Green's vegan. Now, like to be fair... That would be really controlling and messed up if you're dating someone who's controlling what you eat. That's not okay. But 
the the whole underlying thing is like, ew, she's vegan. Ooh, like which is like hack and annoying and such a right. like making fun of vegans is really boring to me. Like it it's it's, it's a, just so it's like really why do why do you care what other people don't eat? I've met like two vegans that fit the stereotype and like eight million people who hate vegans. Like I Yeah, I don't know. exactly. And um, also the rise of veganism has been really great for people like me who are lactose intolerant. Same. Because it means <laughs> that I have more options when I, I can put I can get soy milk in my latte. Like I can get ice cream made from almond milk. It's it's such a weird thing to be mad about. Like it's so weird. Like nobody's we're not forcing even you supposed to, eat to be vegan. drinking milk from cows anyway. Yeah, and like it really <laughs> is like the meat industry is really bad for the environment. That's a whole nother podcast. Right, but exactly. Like, um yeah, so that like the op- like the in the first three minutes, it's like oh she's a vegan, like, and I'm like oh boy, <laughs> like, and it's just like oh she's uptight, like yeah she makes me healthy, and I'm like wow what a bitch. Also in the in the later <laughs> like, scene in the in a later scene where I, I agree this is a pretty horrifying thing when she completely um like remodels the apartment. She mentions that she did it because like all of the materials that she used are biodegradable and green and. And she she painted the apartment green, which I think was too much. But it's also written by somebody who obviously doesn't care about the environment, doesn't give a fuck. Um, But like the idea that like she specifically that she used like biodegradable materials and shit isn't bad. Yeah, that's like amazing. Like anyone who who's like, (laughs) is that resourceful? Like, that's awesome. Like, I'm like bad is that she did it without asking. Yeah, that's the only fucking thing. Of course, this movie does not delineate those boundaries because from the tone of it, the guy who wrote this hates women. I will just oh, say straight up. He, he hates he women. hates women. And you could watch it and say, well, what about Alexandra? She is not. She like she's likable, but she it's very the manic pixie only, dream girl. Like she's like completely <laughs> available, already obsessed with this guy, even though he's tepid, just because they have the same interests. Like it's just so annoying. The o- only thing that's wrong, the only problem in Alexandra's backstory is like a fantasy problem for a dude, and that it's, she's been with a Christian guy for a really long time, and he wanted to be celibate, so she just got out of a relationship where she couldn't have sex. Oh. My yeah. God. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? I'm, I was so angry. I was like, oh, really? Oh, so this really beautiful, cool, like chill. Oh, my God. And she Choke hasn't with fucked in forever. And she's chill just girl. so like, thirsty. She's so horny. She wants the dick. Oh, like, even, just, after, even after they go on their first date, she shows up at his house because she wants to have sex. I was watching this at a coffee <laughs> shop. And, like, literally, there's a guy sitting ni- near me. And I, like, was so angry during certain parts of it I accidentally looked at him like with my face like not because I was mad at him and he was like oh sorry what's up <laughs> like I I freaked out a stranger because I was so angry during this movie and my face was just doing things because I was like how face. like and you know what I don't have any problem with a woman being like you know having agency about her sexual life she she came she asked for what she wanted and I respect her for that what I oh, don't yeah. respect is this man <laughs> No, the, who is portraying her this way? <laughs> oh yeah, no, and I mean, like there are so, there are so many examples of women having agent. Like there are so many ways to show that that are not annoying. Like I love, like I've been watching Sex in the City, and like it has a lot of problems. But like Samantha Jones, like is ridiculous in certain ways, but I also love her character um, because she's just like you know gets what she wants in that sense. Um, Anyways, back to this. It's just, he, yeah, he hates women. So Ashley Green, it's like, before she dies and after she dies, it's also like supposed to be horrifying because she's like, I want to be with you and I want to have kids. It, it makes, it makes, she makes like the idea, it's, like she is, she's the literal embodiment of like commitment. I yes. am commitment. Women Let's are, commitment. women want to ruin my, my cool life where I work for minimum wage and like watch movies. And <laughs> like, it's just like, here's like, the thing. Oh Here, my God. Here's the thing, motherfucker. You are the one that said that you're going to be with her forever. You don't actually have to say like, shit like that. You could break up with her. If you don't mean it. And I think it's really disingenuous when like, it, 
and it totally like makes it seem like, oh yeah, he's just trying to be a good guy, and that's why he says that he'll be with her forever. Like, no, that's good guys lying. Don't say that. Good guys say what they actually feel. They don't do passive aggressive. Like it's passive aggressive to lie. Like it's first of all, it's dishonest, but it's also passive aggressive to just lie about your feelings and, and then like act like you're a victim. Song. You don't have to tell people that you want to be with them forever. That's not romantic to everybody. I've never. I would actually. I've never like. Is that romantic I've to anyone? I've never told. I have. I can say this honestly. I've never told someone I want to be with them forever. That's because fucking that, weird. That scares me. <laughs> that's, that's that's terrifying. A terrifying thing to say. And I think it's way more romantic to say like I love you or like this is great or you know you can talk about the future but like forever is feels manipulative that's to me so unless you're like scary. it's your wedding day or something you know that's different I guess but and like, even yeah. so and like what women what I I would like to do like, like what a women has he met like women, do what women actually say that they want to be with you forever who's who like, talks like that and like the sample size of women because like <laughs> sure there's like my point is not that like women are perfect like that's but like this the amount of women who would act in this extreme are so small but like the way this movie is written makes it seem like oh you know the crazy ex and i'm like this it just seems like this man sees any woman who like gets mad at him for being a dumbass and by man i mean the writer yeah i'm angry at the writer of the screenplay oh, i'm angry i'm angrier um, than like because i'm angry at the writer than i am at joe dante because i just don't know i think joe dante like somehow i don't know how he knows this writer but like joe dante was like oh like a weird genre film i can like do some like you know satan genie stuff with and like whatever joe dante live your life but like this was trash yeah no it was complete trash and like, okay so so you've got the like the the an idea of the plot right he's with a woman that he doesn't want he's too much of a coward to say that he doesn't want her she dies and then she starts and she comes back as a zombie while he's trying to be with another woman this is the crux of this and this is a very like a minimal movie in the sense that there were only four characters. The fourth character is his half brother played by Oliver Cooper. Oliver Cooper is, um, he's from Californication, which should really tell you everything. It really, um, that is the perfect descriptor given this movie and his role. Because, because Californication is a show about a guy who would rather fuck randos and drink heavily and do drugs and not write than be a good father or a husband. And then he spends several seasons complaining about his wife not wanting to settle down with him after he continuously proves to everyone that he is incapable of settling down. That is that is Californication. I've seen every episode of it. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Oliver shows up very late in the... Oliver Cooper's character shows up very late in the game as a long-lost son of David Duchovny's character. A long-lost son who I think is, like, on the autism spectrum. And he just wants Hank to be his daddy and he wants to fuck chicks. He really wants to fuck chicks. His entire character is about fucking chicks. All of his plots on Californication are about how to talk to and fuck chicks. So surprise, surprise! <laughs> to see what he's doing in this movie, which is the same fucking shit. I just think that this is who he is. It must be, because he, yeah, he like, the opening like basically he comes over and uses anton's apartment when he wants to get laid oh yeah he, and he's when, always getting laid he's and it's always, always getting laid. okay and so, it's very like hot chick you know so the, and then he like doesn't care about them but they all are into him somehow okay, and i'm like so, you're not that hot dude sorry like you at least should be funny but you're like there's nothing charming about him like i don't get little, it he is a little pudgy white man um and we are introduced to him. Uh, he's in. The, he's asleep in Anton Yelchin's living room with two women. Women, one black, one white. The black one is wearing a box, a blue boxing glove. <laughs> I, t- I have so many. I was so curious no about her life. <laughs> and then, like, he refers to these women as Lakitra and Lashanda. Now, look, one of those women is white. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we even doing? Yeah, <laughs> whose like this name is who's here? 
I was I was so confused. I was staring at the other one. It's just like, is she like Puerto Rican? Like what I know, is going like, on? There's that moment where you're like, is she white passing? And then you're like, is that racist? What's happening? I don't know. Why even call them Lakitra and Lashonda? What are the chances of two women with those names being friends and also fucking you? I just don't. <laughs> it was just. It was that. Was, and just like the three, I don't. It was just so over the top. It was. I mean, the whole movie extra. was over the top, but like, it was like again, like I'm down, and I feel like I say this basic sentiment, different flavors of it on this podcast, but I'm down for over the top. You know, I can deal with. I will go with this. I will. I will suspend my disbelief. I will go with this horrible collision of genres done badly. Um, if 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 it was done a little less badly or if there was something to hold on to, There's but like nothing, I, I was so angry. Like, uh, like I, I it, was, it just, I was angry that this he movie just hated bo- women so much. Oh my God. I couldn't he, get past that. Like he wakes these women up by like patting them both on the ass. And I was just like, all right, <laughs> all right, here we fucking it. Like, and then, and then he like everything that this character says is like, reprehensible and you know i i I, okay okay so this is a guy who under circumstances in which he is not a terrible person i would have sex with him it is not a thing about like attractiveness to me what bothers me is the audacity like like he he says that he would down he needs to down one raw egg after busting a nut (laughs) can we he's yeah he's just such an asshole he he uh and he just like has like these catchphrases god what's a thing that he says he says something insane well Um, there's before ashley green dies when anton is talking about dumping her he has some sort of catchphrase about like kicking him to the curb like how dumping them's the easiest i don't know if that's but he, he, while he's talking, oh, like, just send her an email or whatever. But he has some sort of catchy phrase about dumping women that just, ugh. He, ugh. like, uh, just, like, yeah, it's, I, I, I have things that he ri- wrote in here, but, like, I don't, uh, I, you know what, I'm just going to go, I'm just, like, I'm going to, like, look, I'm going to go along and see in my notes if there's just anything specific that he said wrong, aside from everything. Um... <laughs> Oh my god! Just I've uh, just my stray observations here. Uh, blah 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 blah. Oh yeah, her catchphrase at work is "live free or blog hard." Uh, <laughs> <just>. <laughs> and like I don't know this. Like I can already like another thing about the screenwriter is I know he's one of those guys who's read one Jezebel article five years ago and like rants about Jezebel. Like you just get that vibe where he's just like he read like one or two feminist articles that he hated. And now he like complains about entire sections of the Internet. Yeah. Like there's just so many there's so much misplaced anger and like ignorance coming through this movie oh my god and like, i'm not even like sometimes i know i'm reaching i'm not even reaching like he's just handing it to you like it's just there uh just like how ashley green is so unlikable and so needy and so clingy and you're just like wow she's like like she's oh we didn't even talk about the scene where she i was starting to talk about the scene where her and anton are in the ice cream shop when I, anton meets alexandra and so Anton and Alexandra are talking about the ice cream. Ashley gets jealous. She literally yells at Alexandra and calls her, I think, a whore. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't, nobody, like, even the most jealous person, like, it's just so unbelievable. Like, them fighting outside feels maybe believable. But, like, she yells at Alexandra and is like, like, aren't you happy? Like, basically, like, you're connecting with my boyfriend. Aren't you happy? And, like, this is so stupid. This is what you because have. Because it's just ice cream based on fruit brute. Like, yeah, it's just fruit brute ice cream. He, oh, my God. So he just, like, I wa- I just wanted a malted. Who the fuck even talks like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, also, how, like, 
I don't know what like it's it's so I don't know man like it's it's a lot it's it's a lot like there's just so much it's just so much like and again like we've said this about other movies and I'm sure we will say it about more like it's not I I also and this is maybe just me I also got legitimately grossed out at certain parts just I certain things with like sounds gross me out like I just get a gag reflex oh well yeah and well, with you know, the Joe Dante, with so. the zombie yeah like like grabbing chunks of hair and skin like the sounds it was the yeah, sounds oh, yeah, and she, there's a part where she throws up embalming fluid like the the, the 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 effects are good everything's good like the zombie stuff is good I mean it's Joe Dante so I mean if there's one thing that we're not really complaining about it's he knows how to do he knows zombies. how to do this he knows how to Which, do horror. I guess also I don't like horror that much, so that's a genre thing. But yeah, like, and, I, and I recognize that you know, like I'm that's not a critique that I would apply to the movie, like quality wise, on the level of the actual writing. But that also I was just like, oh, okay, yeah. Well, and like I'm a horror person. I I picked this movie because I was watching it. Like I just I was just passively watching it and like realized that it was terrible and decided to include it and it just happened to because I just watch horror movies that's that's what I do with like a lot of my um spare time and I know that like a lot of them are gonna be shit but like this one was shit and it like offended me and it was also <laughs> just seemed to like come like it like it was just it's one of the worst scripts ever like nobody speaks the way that like anyone would speak in 2014 there's nothing a dude wouldn't really want to malted in 2014 a girl wouldn't say i bet you think i'm a hoe bag in 2014 the young people don't talk like this and there's also the scene where um uh, when she comes back to like try to have sex with him, but she can't because zombie girl has arrived. He he's like talking to her and he's just like, "What? I mean, we can't have sex because I just don't want the neighbors to hear us." Just like pounding away, and then he starts like like starts like miming like fucking, and I'm just like, if I were her, I would never speak to him again. Yeah, what? <laughs> like, like why would there's so many that? things that are annoying and weird about that. Like, first of all. I was not bored yesterday. I don't need you to mime sex. I, I understand what we're referring to. Second of all, nice confidence, bro. Oh. Third of all, like just like no, no, no. Okay, uh -uh. okay. So I found one of the one of the bad things that Oliver Cooper does. Oliver Cooper is like a, a sign a sign shaker. Like that's that's his job. Um, and there's a point where he says, "Once you go north, you have no remorse." <laughs> oh yeah, that was a that was a winner. Oh my god, like. <laughs> also like everything that we oh my god so um ashley green there's a scene where like after ashley green is a zombie she's like drinking absinthe and we're at a we're at a club and ashley green is just like thinks that somebody is like flirting with anton yelchin and she's like you want to step <laughs> like like you want to fight no one talks like this like, yeah not even like the court i also like like because you know I, like the the whole just all of the misogyny like the making Ashley Green horrible because she cares about things and because she's sad sometimes and needy like any human and then making Alexandra this like just like ridiculously like perfect idea of a woman who like is somehow so obsessed with this like mediocre guy um beyond that it was just like did this writer does this writer I, my my impression is this writer's a horrible listener to every every gender oh yeah like no. I was like he does not understand people at all because like like you said nobody's talking like a human being nobody is talking like you a know human being. and there's the, a part where the uh, alexandra says holla yeah what like, unironically I, I like, what is happening no uh-uh it's like it's like also even like his ideal that he's created of people aren't even consistent with themselves like i, I was just like yeah this is just somebody who i can't stand who wrote this like that was my biggest takeaway was that i the screenwriter I hope they search. I hope they name search. I hope they name search and hear how I feel. Oh yeah, no, um, fuck this guy. Honestly, um, like I don't even want him to take a cr constructive criticism. I just want him to feel bad. Uh, yeah, because I, mean, I wasted two hours or an hour and a half. And that yeah. is the one thing I will say. A lot of the movies we've watched have been like way too long, and this one was long because it was just. It felt long just because it was so horrible. But it, at least it was, it was just an hour and a half. Bad. Like yeah, was, a lot of yeah. the ones we've watched have been like two hours. Um, woof. 
It, okay, so um, one other thing uh, that I feel like we should mention that necrophilia <gasps> joke. Oh my gosh. Okay, so after um, Ashley Green drinks all the absinthe, um, she gets really fucked up, and he takes, and Anton Yeltsin takes her home. Um, after a weird interaction with Alexandra, who still doesn't seem to put two and two together because apparently she's a moron, um, he he takes her home and she's just like completely passed out on the floor because she's drunk. And Oliver's character comes in and he's just like, first he's disgusted, then he's like, okay, you know, once once you fuck her, you know, you just got to put her back in the ground. Like, like he like he goes from disgust to okay, just handle this way too quickly. Yeah, it was weird. It was like, oh, you can rape her now, like, I, and like Anton does not have sex with her. Oh, you know he does not. So don't worry. But like, yeah, it's weird. Like, I. It's like the reason it's like the reason um uh that Oliver was grossed out was just like because he was like, Oh, she's actually dead. But like the fact that she was passed out I don't know, it it was it was it, a, it was a lot. It, it was, was a lot. lot. It was and a lot. It was like rape apologies, but like I don't know. And it, also the I didn't yeah. And also a huge problem in the movie narratively is that Oliver is the only Oliver is the hero of the story. Um, which is horrible. Which like, is horrible. Oh my because, gosh! Because because basically Anton Yelchin is too much of a coward to do anything. So he goes on a date and like fucks Alexandra, and that is intercut with Oliver facing off with Ashley Green, and it's just like you are just getting laid while your brother does all the work for you. And his brother, of course, gets, like, eaten a little bit and then turns into a zombie. And it's just like, you are the protagonist of this movie. You are supposed to be fighting the battles. You are... Why? <laughs> yeah, like... <sighs> he just doesn't do anything. And, like... He just exists. And, like, I don't know. Again, it's, like... I I will just stand on my soapbox about how sexist this movie. Like, if if Oliver... I mean, not if Oliver. If Anton's character was a woman who just existed and, like... But, like, was, like, lying and, like, shitty, like... She would not be likable. <laughs> like, like I don't know. I, I just felt yeah, like it's just... a very, like, the slacker guy. Like, oh, of course we like him because, I don't know, he's kind of nice even though he's, like, a liar and, like... Uh, he's yeah. a liar and he's really manipulative like he's too. a liar and he's manipulative and he kind of has that like you know nice guy trope like thing going for him and then like somehow this awesome woman is really into him which i mean that happens in the real world but like it's yeah ah i was just yeah. like why am i supposed to like him this is annoying this is like too many people that i know and then <laughs> like, in the final showdown in the halloween <laughs> shop you know, it's Oliver who takes Ashley Green down. And I hate that I have to like Oliver for a minute. Like, I hate that this movie, it's like the this blatant misogynist character fighting this misogynist trope. And even so, I still like, I'm like, uh, I hate this movie, but I'm like, I still want Ashley Green to go down because she is like, she's a monster, you know, she's a zombie. So yeah. like, I want Oliver green to succeed, but I like also hate his character. Oliver and I'm like, green. and I'm like, <laughs> Oliver fuck Cooper. Oliver Cooper. Oh man. Oliver <laughs> oh, no, green. It's fine. It's fine. He no, does, I mean, he yeah. becomes a zombie. So, you know, he but does you, like somehow like he does become Oliver green because he becomes a zombie just like her. Okay. So what the crazy <clears throat> thing about like is, is that they have to kill her. Because even as a zombie, Anton Yelchin can't break up with her. <laughs> he couldn't break up with her as a human, and he can't break up with her as a zombie. He's just... <laughs> like, it's... <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so what bad. What a fucking coward to the end, dude. 
like he's not even triumphant. Like he doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. And I also like with the Alexandra, like I'd be like, I like, how is she attracted to him? You know what I mean? How would you be attracted to a guy that's this cowardly? When I was younger, I would like be attracted to a guy like that. Maybe like I was certainly I've dated guys like that. But like if you're owning your own business, and, like, once there's an ex-girlfriend in the picture, I'm like, bye, I'm out. Like, no. Uh-uh. Okay, okay. Like, not. Like, we've all been cowardly from time to time. But, like, uh-uh. Like, how is she still, like, <gasps> like, she, like, he apologizes after this whole mess where his zombie ex tries to come for Alexandra. And she's just like, it's okay. And she, like, kisses him. And I'm just like, no, girl. And like, she run. she everything on a platter. Like, there's a scene earlier where you find out that, like, there's some store space connected to her store that just happens to be open so it's like it's not only that she is like a better woman who like wolf like fuck him and has his same interests and like is also not very assertive she also like holds the key to his business future like like she she's a mom everything. like she's his mom you know like she's a mommy she's like a sexy mom like she'll just take care of him and like and oh gosh, and at the end, this oh is my the God. most like I don't at- even understand why this was added. This like made me angry because I was like, some of the stuff that was made me angry, I was like, yeah, of course. But this was just like, why? At the end, he it shows it shows her like her ice cream shop, and then this is after Ashley Green is successfully actually dead, dead. Um, and then it zooms over to Anton and like you know that they. They both work in the same building and then they, she comes up to him and they kiss and then she's kind of like, Oh, like, you know, how was your day? And he's like, Oh, pretty good. And then he like does this kind of, you know, fake out and he, he grabs, reaches into his jacket and like pulls out an engagement ring and he doesn't even get on his knees and he doesn't even ask. There's nothing romantic. This is like the most annoying way to like, this is the least romantic way to propose. And he just opens it up and he's like, what do you think? And I, like, want to punch him in the dick. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she's like, of course, you know, because she's, like, smitten with him. And she's like, and, like, we'll make great partners. And they kiss. The and I'm just so full of rage. married after this is so stupid. So like, they literally met because he ordered ice cream and then his girlfriend was an asshole. Like, and now they're going to get married? Like, no. Okay, yes. And also, I mean, to really just cap off this movie after this wonderful... Um, wedding marriage proposal she's just like no I just wish we could find someone for your brother and then you see him out there spinning signs as well but he's now he's a zombie and then he tries to hit on a woman and he says once you go undead it's never been better in bed and I think that that's the last line of the movie (laughs) which feels right you know like I would not want it to end on something good like, if there was somehow a good, a well-written line, I would not want that to be the taste of my line at the end because that would be, frankly, intellectually dishonest, so... I honestly just wore myself out and gave me a headache just, like, just talking about this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm... It's... Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I was, I've been thinking about what I'm going to wash it down with. I just... Like... Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to watch Life After Beth just because it has to be better it just has to be right i hope so is that one also on netflix no i think i'm gonna like i think i'm just gonna gonna, rent it you're gonna that's that's where you're at oh my gosh yeah that's 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 just where i'm at i mean oh yeah speaking of like rental issues okay so on we were supposed to do um brendan frazier and alicia silverstone's blast from the past this week and it was on hbo go and i was getting ready to watch it and then um it became september and it was promptly taken from hbo go and then i looked around for it and the only way to watch it without illegally torrenting it is buying it buying a digital copy 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 of it on amazon instant video for seven dollars at which point i would be paying seven dollars for blast from the past and i would own blast from the past and forever 
Just on and my Amazon account. <laughs> just like, no, like that should not be the unlock. Like $7 is a whole month of Netflix. Like $7 might not be a lot in the world, but it is a lot to watch one thing online that you don't want to watch again. And then own it. <clears throat> and then forever. own it. And again, like this is something you just want to watch once so that you can pick apart why it is bad. Yeah. I mean, also like uh, I, I have done that for movies before. Which is how I own Halloween Town 2, Calabar's <laughs> Revenge. And I also own a Madonna <laughs> a Madonna documentary called uh, Let Me Tell You a Secret, I think it's called, or I'll Tell You a Secret. So I own those movies. I actually, oh wait, no, I don't, never mind. <laughs> I own those movies. I mean, that's... <laughs> I mean, Halloween Town 2 is good. Like, it's like, I love the Halloween Town movies, but yeah, I, I, I never love thought those. I would own But it's funny to singularly movie. own Halloween Town 2. Like I that, own like Halloween Town 2. Yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. It's not even the decency of just like having a, like a box set. <laughs> right. You're just like, no, nah, I, like I had to get that one. I just had to watch it. Oh my God. And now just, I own it. Uh, it's just, I'm, yeah. Oh. Um, so yeah, I don't Just know what we're never watching watch, next week. Never watch burying the like some of these some of the movies we watch. I'll say you know if you're in a mood, like watch it and get angry. But this one is not even worth the hate watch. Like, I'm gonna watch Life After Beth, and um, I'm not gonna recommend it because I don't know if it's better. I'm gonna assume that it's better because it has Aubrey Plaza and Dane DeHaan and John C. Riley. And is not this. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, even, like, I, Aubrey Plaza, I feel like, even if it's a horrible movie, she's, she's her, you know? So it'll, it'll have her at least. Uh, yeah, it, it'll, it'll have her. And I'm still working on theme music. I, Still working on a lot of things. It's whatever. Work in progress. Sound is better, and I'm going to be getting new sound equipment soon, which isn't as fancy as the new sound equipment I wanted it to be, but it's going to be fancier than the soundboard that I currently have, and that's really the best that I can do right now. Um, the great thing about this new soundboard that I'm getting is that we will be able to have guests if we want with this new soundboard. And someone actually has asked to be a guest, which is interesting because we never said that we were going to have them, but we're not necessarily opposed to them. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so that might be happening. So yeah. So stay tuned because we might be bringing more voices into the mix. Oh yes. More opinions and feelings about these movies. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, please rate us on iTunes. Please, please, please. We're Bad Romance. We're the one with the pink and the red. And we're the one by two women. There's another one by a guy. It's not that one. Don't don't rate that don't one. Don't support him. <laughs> Just <laughs> support, kidding. Support us. Support only. us first, at least. Yes, yes. Rate us first. Okay. And, we're, and you can follow us on Twitter at, at BromancePod. And you should. Because yeah. we're very nice. And also, I noticed that some people have been responding to our Hope Floats episode and saying, well, actually, I like that movie. And I say to that, um, this is a We Hate Movies catchphrase um, from one of my favorite podcasters, Eric Siska. So I'm basically just quoting him. It's okay to like a movie. It is perfectly fine. <laughs> it's okay to like a movie. We just don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's and all. Man, like, I cried during Herbie the Love Bug, so, like, no judgment out there. I mean, I have a lot of judgment, but not to you, more to the people in the movie, because they made a lot of money from the pain of right. this. Okay, I'm rambling now. Yeah, no, it's fine. But, <laughs> yeah, listen, let's chat, let's have a conversation. Yeah, we love you. Uh, we love you. You know, if you have recommendations for movies that you'd really love for us to talk about, let us know because sometimes some weeks we have like a bunch of ideas and other weeks we're like, Oh, what should we watch? So, you know, if you have one that you think is both popular enough and or bad enough, uh, you know, give us a, give us a message. Yes, please do. And so I'm Jordan Searles. I'm Bronwyn Isaac. Bye guys. Bye.